Ricky played guitar Jamming good with Wed and Gilly And the spiders from Mars They played it left hand But made it too far Became the special man Then we were Ziggas bad well, hello and welcome to the Pumping Irony Podcast. This is a podcast where three friends, all living in Columbia, Maryland, talk about things we like and dislike. I'm Tim. I'm Russ. I'm Nick. Wait! What? You're not Andrew. <laughs> Normally, Andrew sits in with us, but he, he's busy, and, and since it's been a while since we've recorded a podcast, we asked um, Russ's son, Nick, to sit in. You've heard him before on episode 10.5. The kids are all right, so he's <laughs> making a glorious return to the podcast. What so, episode number is this? Uh, 16, 17, 16? No, that's the point. Like that. no. Yeah, you get, you get to sit in on an actual Whoa. episode, yeah. not, a, not a half A episode. real one. <laughs> yeah, so uh, like I said, it's been a while since we've recorded, but we're back, and we've tried to get our schedules, and... Um, but uh, like I said, Andrew couldn't be here with us, and we're recording late at night, and so it's all different, and um, we're going to go with it, though. So before we jump into our likes and dislikes, I got just have a one bit of, of housekeeping and um, a regular segment that's been appearing is Star Wars news, and um, <laughs> I do have a little bit of Star Wars news. Um, Somebody died? No one died, <laughs> but um, Rogue One... Um, a Star Wars story is coming to uh, digital HD and Blu-ray. There is a release date oh, yeah. for that, and that is, uh, I believe, it is uh, um, April fourth is when that was, it's going to be released to digital HD on March twenty-fourth, but arrive on Blu-ray, DVD, and on demand oh, on April fourth. I should have said, "Does everybody die?" <laughs> <laughs> yes, Rogue One. Everybody dies. Um, but yeah, so a lot of a uh, lot of um, extras and um, and features on that. I don't know. I'm trying to see if it has a director's commentary. Um, that would be cool. But there are so one neat thing about it is that several retailers are offering their own like special editions of it. So um, Target it has a five disc set, includes collectible packaging and interchangeable character covers. Exclusive bonus content for on the Blu-ray 3D and two Blu-ray DVD content has two additional bonus features. Best Buy has a four-disc with exclusive steel book packaging. And then Walmart has um, a three-disc set with exclusive K2SO packaging and two... Galactic Connections trading discs. I don't know what those are, but there you go. So, you build your own so yes, yeah, it's just a, it's just another way to get more money out of the diehards, the completists out there, who have to have every single version. And so, like I think they've done it before, but I think for me, I'm probably going to go for the Target one with the five disc one with all the different <laughs> exclusive things there. But yeah, so anyway, April fourth, only a few um, short weeks away, and we can get Rogue One and watch it as much as you can. I watched um. I watched it at Force Awakens again last night for, <laughs> I think, that was number eight, eight See, times I've seen it. The diehards, as if you're like not part of that. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I am not quite a completist just because um, I don't have all that um, expendable, you know, just cash laying around that I can buy one of not everything. Not enough credits, huh? Not enough credits, yeah. <laughs> My space money is... is um, <laughs> Is lacking. So there you go. So that's my my um, my housekeeping. So there you go. Star Wars news. <laughs> I don't know what I'll have for next time, but hopefully some will get some news. Um, 
All right, so uh, let's just dive right into it. Um, I'm going to talk about my like, um, and I it's, it's a movie. It's a brand new movie, and I saw it uh, again today for the second time, and it is the new King Kong movie, Kong colon Skull Island. Um, Kong's colon? Yeah. <laughs> Kong's colon. <laughs> it's a very it's a very messy movie. It's with yeah, smellovision. <laughs> a smellovision. Yeah. So uh, Kong Skull Island. Um, so this is uh, Legendary's, it's in Legendary's MonsterVerse. I don't know if you've heard about much about that, but the two four, 2014 Godzilla movie was the first one. And uh, so this oh, is... Oh, they're a, creating like a... Yeah, film. yeah. So it's like a, you know, like the Marvel super Cinematic Universe. So uh, MonsterVerse. But our Monster Avengers coming because... And they're going to, they're going to be releasing more movies um, in the future with with King Kong and Godzilla and all those other ones. Um, but I saw this movie, and it's uh, it's really good. Um, finally, a good King Kong movie. It's been a long time since <laughs> we've had a good King Kong movie, and uh, I, I just like a lot of things they do. Um, so they 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 hold over a little bit of, of the of the things from from the Godzilla movie with um, Monarch, this government agency mm-hmm. de- dedicated to searching out and and finding um, massive what do they say massive unidentified monsters or something like that so monarch shows up pretty early in the movie oh yeah so oh, yeah so you know right away yeah if you know anything about the monster versus yep this is part of it. yeah okay. oh so they do a really good job so from the from the opening scene even actually before the opening scene you know how they have at the beginning of movies with all the different production houses and, mm. and all that kind of stuff they just start you right away into the movie with even incorporating those things oh, into cool. what's happening in the movie um uh, I don't want to spoil too much since you guys have not yeah, seen it. Not um, seen it but just say that the, gr- the a great opening, not a not a bit of dialogue in it. It's just all action and cool. stuff like that. Um, I want to tell you that King Kong shows up really early. You know, he's just they don't hold it back. You know, they don't tease him out or anything yeah, like that. It's like the exact right. opposite so. of Godzilla. Exactly. It? Yeah, <laughs> they cheese Godzilla right, right back. Um, and then so it, then it, then it. Even it goes straight in that into the into the credits with all the you know all the stars and all that kind of stuff. But they really do incorporate a lot of. I mean, you actually actually got to watch the credits and mm-hmm. and it's part of the story. And a lot of Easter eggs are in there that I you know if I ever get to see it, you can slow it down a little bit. Cool. The monarch shows up in, the, in there mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. They really I know I think they do a really good, smart job. I will tell you the movie does take place in 1973, um, right. so as Vietnam era. Um, and it's just it's just a really well paced story. Mm-hmm. Um, it's told really well. You have a lot of the um, just establishing shots because it's a very big cast. And I'll get into the cast in a little bit, but just it just gives you enough of the of the characters who they are. They introduce the characters really well. You get a sense of who they are and and the, and the dynamics of the mm-hmm. military unit and all this other stuff. And so um, and so when stuff when stuff is happening. You know, you kind of you kind of feel a little bit more because you you, you know these characters and and you want to see them, um, you know, succeed or, or, or die or whatever. You know, you know you yeah, you, know, yeah. you love the ones you love and you hate the ones you hate, and, and it does a really good <laughs> job of just establishing character. Um, just the um, the locations is gorgeous. Just the, I mean. It takes place in you know in Vietnam era, so a, a lot of Hueys helicopters, and they're just a very iconic helicopter. Yeah. This is a really cool looking helicopter, and you see a lot of helicopter shots, um, and they do that really well. So I think this this director, I was trying to um, look at his name, Jordan 
Voight Roberts or Vote Roberts, V O G T um, dash Roberts. Mm-hmm. He hasn't really done um, much other than this movie. Um, he's not like this, this big name director. Um, I wonder how he got the game. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. The, some of the writers, though, like one of the writers um, has, has been pretty consistent um, through the Godzilla movie, this mm-hmm. movie, and then is writing the next one, which I think is um, another Godzilla movie. Okay. Um, and so he's like a yeah, writer. King of Monsters, I think. Is yeah, oh, so Godzilla, Godzilla King of Monsters. The Godzilla versus King Kong thing. I don't think so. Or or maybe it's in Godzilla King of Monsters. I don't know. But. Uh, no, I think it is. Um, yeah, Godzilla King of the Monsters is coming next. You can look this up. I mean, it has yeah. on on um, Wikipedia. But so this the director hasn't hasn't really done big mm-hmm. budget things um, before. So he's you know he's kind of new to this whole thing. Um, and, but he does a, a really good, I mean, I just love his, his, um, just choices of, of shots and I mean, a lot have to do with this, with the cinematographer. Um, but it's just, it's just a beautiful looking movie. Um, I will say that the CGI is, is really well done. Um, it's, it's, for me, it, 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 it's the best, I think, use of CGI because you really feel like you're you're there. It doesn't feel like it's super fakey, you know, the animals yeah. and the uh, the other creatures. Just from the trailers that I've seen, it like it looks yeah really well. Yeah, done, the, so. the the what do they call them the skull crawlers um, are cool and mm-hmm. and the and the fights with them and and all that stuff. It's just I think it's like I said, it's really well done use of CGI. Uh, a lot of a lot of it's out, out I mean obviously all of it's pretty much outside so the CGI mm-hmm. so you know the lighting and and the water you know and, and that so some of those things that they're really getting really good at but but this you know some CGI like I've just been revisiting the Star Wars prequels and this the CGI is so bad <laughs> in that you know you don't you don't feel like any of these characters are even there or anything you, you don't feel like it, any there's this, there's no stakes you know all the droid robots they're just like they're like yeah. You know, wallpaper. They're just you know, you blow them over like cardboard. Flubber Yoda. Yeah, yeah, and, and, the, and characters flubbering all over the place. Um, so I think that you feel like you know the real threat and and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I said the cast is great and is, it has Tom Hiddleston in it. You know, Loki and and other things. Um, he's like an ex SAS officer. You know, tracker. Mm-hmm. Um, Guy Samuel Jackson is the is a is a head military guy. Um, I heard him in an interview say that like he's Ahab and yes. Kong is the whale. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. He's he's obsessed with yeah. <laughs> killing Kong. Um, John Goodman plays the monarch guy. Um, John Rand I think is Randa's his last name. Mm-hmm. Um, Brie Larson in it. She's a she's a photojournalist. She's you know was in she's an anti-war journalist mm-hmm. photojournalist. Um, she was in Vietnam, and now she's you know just joined this 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 mission because she's heard a lot of things. She's uh-huh. like, I gotta be on this mission. Um, uh, Toby Kebbell is in it. He's you know um, uh, he's a, actually he's a human in this. You know he's done a lot of motion capture stuff. Oh, okay. He's like um, what was the, the ape with the um in Planet of the Apes? Oh, okay. The, the, the bad guy, the ape, yeah, yeah. the the um, one that you know revolt, yeah, I, I forget his name either. either. Um, he's done a lot of motion capture, so yeah. like Andy Serkis and Toby Kevill are, are like, they're really big on motion right. Ca- right. capture. But he actually gets to play human this time, and you can see his face. Um, he's, he's one of the military officers. Um, 
Shay Wingham, Wiggum, he's um, he's a face. He's a character actor you've seen a lot, um, and he's just you know he's just a great character yeah. actor. He's he was in uh, that series on um, HBO about um, uh, takes place in the twenties. Has um, oh, what was it called? Um, Atlanta. It takes place in Atlantic City. Boardwalk Empire. Oh, yeah, he was yeah. in Boardwalk Empire. He's been in tons of movies. Mm-hmm. John and of course you know John C. Riley. Um, those are like the big names, yeah. um, his character and, um, these guys have been living on the island for a while. Uh, and so, uh, you know, these characters, like I said, the big cast and there's all these other ones, uh, people you've seen before that, that show up, you know, you have the scientists, you have the, the military people. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Corey Hawkins. He's one of the other scientists. He was, um, he's a big name coming up. He's in the new 24 legacy, um, show. Uh, and he was also in the, um, he played Dr. Dre in the, um, uh, NWA movie, what is it called? Um, Compton. Straight Outta Compton. Straight Outta Compton. Yes. So he, he was, he was Dr. Dre in, in Straight Outta Compton. So he's a, he's a, 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 a young, a, up and coming actor mm-hmm. also and making a big name and he does a really good job. And this also, so I think the casting is, is perfect. The location is shot in like Hawaii. And I think they, uh, some shots in, in actual shooting in Vietnam, um, it's just it's just a really well told like I said the pacing so is I, I heard that it harkens back to Apocalypse Now. Yeah, probably with it. Yeah. So yeah, that, yep. that, that makes me excited. I know, it. right? We just we watched Apocalypse Now what three weeks ago or something like that. So. Yeah, and, you know, it, it is it is um you know, the helicopters of this military unit in yeah. got you know, everything goes goes haywire right. and they got to like survive. Um I was just reading an EW article about like you know the the size of Kong and the various movies. This one he's he's big. He's a big Kong. You he's like him up so he can fight Godzilla. Exactly. Place, so. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like a hundred feet tall. Yeah. You know, somewhere around there, as big as a building. Um, so he couldn't climb the Empire State Building. Probably he just like, you know two steps and he's on at the top of it, and then it would collapse under his weight. <laughs> so yeah, it's big Kong. He looks great. Um, and, and not too much of the whole, like, you know, the Fay Ray type thing where the damsel in distress. Right. You know, the con- there's just like, yeah, it's, there's, there's hardly any of that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it's just really well told, well paced, well shot. I love it. I love the movie. It's like, yes, finally a King <laughs> Kong with it, right. that, that, that focuses on character and story and action and all the things you want. And it doesn't get bogged down in, in, in the details. Like we were, I know we've talked oh, offline about Peter Jackson's Jackson. King Kong. Just like <laughs> there's a good movie in there somewhere. You just got like bogged down in the details. Excess, I think. Excess, yeah. Excess, yeah. You know, gone crazy. You know, like yeah. some directors, um, they just go crazy with the with the stuff they can do, and not and they don't figure stuff like what is actually serving the story. Right. If it's not serving the story, uh, and you know, cut it out. So. So those are, that's that's my take on Kong Skull Island. Um, I will say I saw it the first time I saw it in IMAX 3D. Mm-hmm. Um, it looked really really good. And then before, as a preview, an extended um, preview of Christopher Nolan's um, Dunkirk. Oh, cool. With an actual just like an actual scene from the movie. Yeah. It wasn't like a trailer. It was just like it felt like five or six minutes of an actual of the actual movie and it looks really good oh, yeah. i mean i've seen the the, the preview and, and and they showed the old preview i saw it today and just in, in this in just 3d not imax 
excuse me, not IMAX 3D, but real 3D. Mm-hmm. And they had the, the regular Dunkirk one before that. Um, and But, yeah, so Dunkirk looks oh, really, really that's good. That's I'm looking forward to. And uh, I love World War II movies. Yeah. And um, and that looks like... Christopher Nolan, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Christopher Nolan, World War II. Another great great looking cast on in that. Um, but, yeah, so... So if you go see it in IMAX 3D, you, you're going to get a, a, a little added bonus of seeing right. like five minutes of Dunkirk. Yeah. Oh, wow. Which makes you even more excited. And I was talking to um, to, to Andrew earlier today. He couldn't be with us, but I did see him today. And he was saying that, um, I forget what movie he saw, but he saw um, like an extended shot of that new alien movie, Life, oh, with life, um, yeah. Um, with um, yeah, looks, Jake Gyllenhaal and uh, really but yeah so and I saw it I saw the preview today and I'm like eh, once again it's one of these previews where they just show I think they show you way too much mm-hmm. it's like the whole story in the preview is like a whole story in like three minutes oh, yeah. um, and I was, I'm just getting sick of that like mm-hmm. I saw several previews was like alright you're just showing me too much and so in life I'm like eh, I mean, I feel like I've you know I've yeah. seen the whole movie and is there is there a lot I mean can't get the premise but but then he said that the like, this extended scene, like you know, three or four minutes of it, looked mm-hmm. really good. So I'm like, that makes me a little more excited yeah. about cool. about seeing that because that comes out, I think, um, Wednesday or, or earlier this next week. Yeah. <laughs> oh really? Wow. Yeah. It's guess he Kong Skull Island first. Guess he Kong yeah. Skull Island. <laughs> guess he Logan. Um, oh, so there's a lot of a lot of good movies. Beauty and the Beast just opens, and that's like the lion. So when I was coming out of Kong, the lions mm-hmm. were. For the IMAX, Beauty and the Beast yeah. was like way long. It was like the <laughs> five o'clock showing. I think they're all there. Even even like fifteen minutes earlier, they still weren't letting them into the theaters. Oh wow, kind of weird. It was a five o'clock IMAX, but so a lot of good movies out there. I like Kong Skull Island. That's probably like I said, I saw it, seen it twice already, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it's worth your money. Cool. So that's my like. I don't think I don't think I need to say anything more about that because I was trying to <laughs> trying to trying to stay away from spoilers. Right, right. Um, so I think that's all I can say about it right now. There is a post credit scene. right? There's <laughs> a post credit screen. Stay till the very end. Um, it'll be you know worth your wait. Uh, kind of gives it away a little bit because I'm like they're going. I'm reading from the quiz. I'm like what? And then post credit scene. I'm like oh, okay, that makes sense. Um, right. So there you go. That's it. Right. Kong Skull Island in theaters now. On to you, Russ. Oh, I am next. All right, well... Oh, I, I'm sorry. We'll say, before you say... I'm not next, though. <laughs> um, great 70s soundtrack. Henry Jackman does the music. Oh, cool, yeah. Um, he did Wreck-It Ralph and some other movies. Oh, really? But then they use some, like, great 70s music, and, and uh, I'll see if I... Maybe I'll play some of those 70s music, but... Oh, there you go. Um, some really good, mm-hmm. iconic 70s um, rock and roll songs. Cool. All right, on to you now, Russ. <laughs> All right. Well, I also have monkey movies on the brain, so All right. I'm... Um, because I've been wanting to see Kong Skull Island, but I just haven't had the time yet. Um, and then, you know, I draw s- sandwich bags. So I did two weeks of, of this King Kong comic book that yeah. I have. So my like is actually the original King Kong. Oh, uh, okay. The 1933 version. Um, it's one of those films that I look back on, like I first saw it when I was eight or nine. So it made this really huge impression on me. And I even know which scene, like, just got me really starting to love mm-hmm. movies, and that's where Kong fights the Tyrannosaurus. Mm-hmm. Just that scene where I, I remember seeing that up on, on the screen, like, whoa, they can do that kind of stuff? <laughs> you know, and just, so that has been one of my early loves of, of film, and I've just been thinking about it um, in preparation for actually seeing Kong Still Island. 
And um, if you're not familiar with the story, <laughs> <laughs> so a, a, a director, Carl Denham, um, who has done a bunch of nature documentaries and all this stuff, is, is looking for his next big film, and he heard some some uh, rumor from a shipwreck, or not a shipwreck sailor, I got a sailor that was um, rescued from his ship that sank, and, and uh, you know, here's this rumor of this mysterious island, so he goes to find it. And, of course, he has to have an actress to come out there to, mm-hmm. to you know, put some sex appeal in the movie. And uh, <laughs> he can't. He doesn't have an actress who's willing to do that, so he goes on depression, the streets of Depression, New York, and finds Fay Ray, who's down on her luck, or, or Ann Darrow is her, her uh, character name, but uh, played by Fay Ray, <laughs> down on her luck, and he kind of rescues her. It's a little creepy when you watch it, really, like like this old guy. Um, well, it probably was of the time, though, right? Yeah, was it 19, to, 1933, come on to, right? Yeah, coming on to, to Anne. Um, but, you know, she agrees to go with him. And, of course, you know, it's the perfect actress and all this stuff. And um, So they get to the island. Of course, there's more to the island than they think. They find, they find these natives who have built a giant wall. And so something's behind the wall. And uh, but they don't know what it is, you know. They hear the natives chanting Kong, and hmm. and uh, the natives see Anne. They love her. Um, well, before that, they they the the expedition stumbles onto the natives having some kind of ritual where they're taking a native woman behind the big doors of the uh, you know the wall to sacrifice to something. Anyway, but they see Anne, who's blonde. They're all natives who are not blonde, and so they think that she's the great golden goddess or whatever. And they, and eventually they kidnap her, bring her, and you know, then we finally see Kong. So that's another thing I like about this movie is there's this huge buildup. You really don't know what's going to happen. I mean, other than everybody knows who King Kong is now, but right. you know, seeing the movie for the first yeah. time, it's like what's behind that wall? What you know? What's going on here? And then so when Kong eventually appears. You know, it's great stop motion by Willis O'Brien. Um, and, you know, yeah, now you look at it, it looks a little dated, but I also love how it looks just because it's, it's hands-on crafting mm-hmm. of, you know, stop motion. And, and so it gives Kong, he's got personality, and there's that apenality. <laughs> <laughs> he's got personality. Um, so Willis O'Brien is a genius at this stuff, and, uh, you know, he was he was who um, Ray Harryhausen studied under. Mm-hmm. Um so, and you know how much love Ray Harryhausen movies. Yeah, I mean, the we grew up with Ray Harryhausen, yeah, Sinbad. And Jason and, the Argonauts yeah. and all that stuff. So cool stop motion things. But he learned all his stuff from Willis O'Brien. So there's monsters. I mean, there's dinosaur fights. There's, uh, you know, Kong um, saving Fay Ray uh, many times. But, but... Faye's always kind of scared of him. I mean, there's there's not the... Like in the Peter Jackson movie, it becomes kind of a... The Andero character kind of sympathizes with Kong. And I don't know that that Anne in the 1933 movie ever actually sympathizes with him. She, he look, she looks at him more as a giant monster. And it still works, you know. The, the story still works. So. Mm-hmm. so anyway. So they capture Kong, eventually bring him back to New York. Other... Um, things ensue, and <laughs> he ends up on the top of the Empire State Building. And in the iconic scene. In the iconic scene. He gets uh, battling attacked by biplanes, right? That's right, <laughs> and falls off. But it wasn't the biplanes that killed him. It was Beauty. Beauty killed the beast. Yes. So. <laughs> that was all his time. That's right. <laughs> so, so, it's just a film I love. Um, there are many problems with it. 
uh, like from a sense like human sensitivity ver- uh, viewpoint, like the natives are total stereotypes mm-hmm. of you know Africans. Although I don't know where this is supposed to be out in in Indonesia or something like that. I think is where the island is supposed to be. But you know, they're they're black faced people. I mean, oh really? Kind oh, of, so they're Caucasian they're, actors in black faced. There's one. There's one scene where Kong's attacking the village, you know, right before they capture him, um, where you can see a guy, a stuntman, fall or jump off something, and his Afro wig comes off, uh, and you can see that he's, you know, actually white. Uh-huh. And, you know, oh, no. So it's, yeah. Um, if you know where to look, you can see that. But mm-hmm. uh, So, yeah. So it's, I mean, I think some of the main actors were actually black, but, uh, you know, for the chieftains and all that stuff, but there's... But it is just really stereotypical. Mm-hmm. And, and, of course, um, Bay Ray as Ann Darrow is just there as, you know, cheesecake. As, mm-hmm. as a, you know, she doesn't really have anything to do. She does, She's not a... She's right. just the, there to be rescued. The whole, like, uh, you know, story to get her on the island is kind of weak in the first yeah. place. I need yeah. an actress there. Right. right. <laughs> so, um, you know, I mean, you empathize with her, but... But she is there just to be rescued. So falls into that damsel in distress. Damsel in distress thing. Yeah. So you're probably w- w- way steeped in the King Kong mythology than most of us. But mm-hmm. is this where the there's King Kong? A, is this the first part of King Kong? Was this an original story? Yeah. That, yeah. That it was an started story in 1933. By, that by uh, Marion C. Cooper, who did who was the director, and um, I get the guy's other guy's name, uh, Ernest B. Shodzak. <laughs> And this was like the launch of the monster movies. I mean, was, was there? Um, uh, this is thirty-three. So no, there was there was like you know Jekyll and Hyde, and I mean that but that was you know Robert Louis Stevenson writing that back in the. But like 1800s. giant monster movies. Oh, like, giant monster. Yeah, movies. like so King um, Kong is supposed to be pretty big, you know. But I don't. Think yeah, it's yeah, yeah you know, one of the first, right? I think I think it was. I mean, they did. Uh, um, like all the Toho Godzilla. Japanese monster movies came in yeah, the, in the came 50s, right? Way later, yeah. 50s, 60s. Yeah, so I think, I think this was the big, the, the first big King, King Kong movie, movie, or big monster movie. And and by the way, King Kong changes size in this a Does lot. Does he? Just depending on the situation. <laughs> like he goes anywhere from 16 feet tall to 40 feet tall, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just depending on what they thought it needed for the scene. It yeah. doesn't really matter. So. I mean, and... And watching it, you don't really notice that, but if you watch it again and like, mm-hmm. start looking at it, so. Mm-hmm. But that's some of the, the charm of it to me, mm-hmm. anyway, you know. <laughs> so. But uh, but that the the Kong Tyrannosaurus fight is just iconic for mm-hmm. me. And, and uh, but the, in the in the nineteen seventy six, so so uh, you saw that as a kid, but I didn't see that as a kid. I saw the. The 1976. Hold that thought. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, but so, but for me, so I remember as a kid, I had a I, my parents or someone bought me a puzzle of, oh, yeah. of the of the movie poster of King Kong, him on top yeah. of the World Trade Centers, um, and so oh, I, I I you know I I completed that puzzle. I think I did it probably several times. Mm-hmm. So for me, that was like, and it came out what 76, 76, 76, yeah. 76 So I was eight years old. I I don't know if I saw it then, but. Probably, I think I did. Yeah. So for me, that was like, um, that was probably my first foray into King Kong, mm-hmm. and just that kind of cemented me with that that puzzle of right. the movie poster that I did, and I love that. I love that movie poster because I, you know, as a kid, you're doing that puzzle and 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 doing that. So I didn't really, you know, 
I don't actually. I know I've seen the 1933 version, um, the original. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had I probably went back and saw it after the 76 oh, one, sure, yeah. and and I think so. The 76 one, he fights like a big giant snake, right? Is right. that what? It, yeah. So there's no t- no T Rexes in no that, T-Rex, which yeah. Peter Jackson did bring back. And a lot to of excess. other stuff. <laughs> to excess, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That shot was like, okay. <laughs> how many T-Rexes have you got? <laughs> how many do you fight at one? Like three? Three. Three, yeah. Bring in another one. Come on! <laughs> Wait, you got another one back there? Come uh, on, bring it in! <laughs> we need more yeah. T-Rexes. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, they're V-Rexes. Oh, were they V-Rexes? Yes, they're... Uh, what is that? I does it actually stand for something? Yeah, now? it does. It okay. does. They, they, they made this whole mythology of Skull Island that, that if... If Skull Island actually existed, it wouldn't still be a Tyrannosaurus Rex because evolution would have happened, and so the dinosaurs would be, you know, slightly different. So it's a V-Rex, and I forget what it's. They have a they have a name for it. Okay. It's like okay, I I get that, but anyway. (laughs) So yeah, so I think this one, the new the new movie, some of the things um, there are natives on the island. Um, there's a big giant wall. Right. Yeah. Um, so they some some of the iconic you know King Kong right. mythology stuff they bring back, but I think they they do it really smart. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just there's some really just the way the natives look is really cool, and just the whole like you know the kind of the the mythology of these of uh, these natives who've been living on this island mm-hmm. for thousands of years or whatever, um, mm-hmm. and kind of coexisting and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Cool. It's just just really well done. I like I love the just the look of the natives mm-hmm. and how they're treated and how they live and and all that. Um, so, totally um, good. I just have one question for you about the original. What are the what are like the the brachiosauruses and everything in the original? Yes. Um, they were, because I. You mean like the Peter Jackson one with the stampede? And yeah, because I caught some of that on TV today, actually. Oh, yeah. No, there's there's one scene with a. I think I think they called it a brontosaurus or, because okay. they didn't know what you know brontosaurus is an actual dinosaur. But mm-hmm. anyway, so I guess it's an apatosaurus. But but yeah, there's one scene with a kind of carnivorous apatosaurus with mm-hmm. traps a guy in a tree and oh. hits him <laughs> and apparently eats him. But anyway. Um, yeah, so so Skull Island is kind of like the land that time forgot kind yeah, of thing, you know. Exactly. Which, which is, you know, yep. the land before mm-hmm. time, you mean? No, the land of time forgot. We're bringing it all in this one. I'd like to see a land before time like sequel with the, King with, Kong uh, in it. Uh, with oh, the cartoon one? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I see. I think I saw the first one, and I don't know how many land before time. There's movies a are. lot. Like thirty-seven or something. All right. So that's your like. So 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 going back to so you know for those out there in podcast land, um, Russ is an artist and he does do these um, sandwich bag art for his for his kids um, for school ever since when when did, when did it start? How how old were they? In their middle school? No, no, it was their first year, freshman high school. Oh, freshman high school! Wow. Yeah. And years. so he's drawn these um, sandwich bag art, and there's a, he's got a couple of books, and he's got a you got a um, was it a not Pinterest, but uh, oh, Flickr. Flickr page. Flickr page. So, so for look for sandwich bag art to see some of his. You can put the link. <laughs> oh yeah, we can put the link in the show I think notes. It's got to be the most extensive collection of sandwich bag art. 
Ever? I don't. I don't know. I, I'm it's he- over a thousand. I'm hesitant to Dis- say ever, but it's yeah, disposable be... art too. because yeah. none of the, the, the no originals exist. Uh, some of them do. They 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 saved a few. Oh, have you? Some okay. of the, some of the most were, of them. Some that we were really into the subject matter. Okay. We, uh, most of them. Just yeah. So so you're doing this. Uh, so the the King Kong comic book that you're doing is from what year? Uh, I think it was 1963. Three, if I remember. Okay, right. now, do you, so, and you have it? I or, have it, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you've had it for a long time since you were... Um, I, I, we used to have... I had it when I was 12 or 13 or something like that, and then, as an adult, you know, I don't oh, know what happened okay. to it, so I, I found it on eBay a okay. couple years ago again, cause, and I was so happy I did, because it stood up to my memory uh-huh. of it, you know, that, oh, this art is pretty awesome and tells the story well. And is it going back to the... Telling the 1930s. It tells a 1930s story. Yeah. Um, so he's on the Empire State Building yeah, the end, by back planes in the end. 1930s. Um, it seemed like like pretty. It's pretty spot close on to. The yeah, there's there's some stuff in the comic book that don't doesn't like a Triceratops attack appears in the comic yeah. book, which I guess was actually a scene that was shot and cut from the original movie. So I don't know if they went back to a screenplay and you know for doing this this uh, comic book or something, mm-hmm. but. But it follows the movie pretty closely. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Well, there you go. There's your like. So we're so far we're two for two for uh, King Kong. What's your like, Nick? Uh, have anything to do with King Kong? King Kong. Thing. No. I know. That's all right. I uh, we should have planned this out. Some variety um, here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna have the depth of stuff to, depth of stuff to talk about just because of the wealth of like I don't know um, how how deep like there is to, to go into a movie. Um, Mine is actually a game, and not a video game, but, you know, like an actual handmade game. So, um, there's a store... People still play those? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, so, there's a store card called Marbles. Marbles the Brain Store. Um, it exists in the Columbia Mall, and I'm not sure where else, but the entire franchise is going out of business. Really? Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so, um... Sidebar, there's a lot of things. Like, have you noticed the Columbia Mall? So, so Champs is the restaurant's out, and now Pizzeria Uno's closed down. Is it? Yep. I just noticed no that today. Way. That's out. That. Wow. So I don't know if they're. I don't know. If, I don't know if <laughs> all this new construction Columbia is prices are wow. going up, but yeah. So there's that. Another place going biting the dust. Marbles is such a cool store too. It is so. a cool store. Um. Well, anyways, because you know they're sl- they slashed their prices because they're closing out, and um. So my mom, as an anniversary gift for for you, Dad, um, picked up a game called. I don't know if I want to call it a game or a puzzle, but it's called um, the Sherlock. The Sherlock. Mm. And so, it um not really related too much to the fiction of Sherlock Holmes, but uh, more to just like the cerebral nature of right. um you know his his brain power. Um, so you're given uh, a wooden a hollow wooden cube with what is it like? I guess seven different um yeah holes on it that you can stick. You're given wooden rods that are all numbered. Um, and so they each have a different slot or a different kind of groove cut into mm-hmm. them so that they fit in in a certain way. Um, and then, so you, you, there's these different challenge cards that you pick up, um, and it tells you, like, there's not going to be a rod in a certain hole, and these are the, these are the rods that you have to use. And so you use those numbers rods, and you have to figure out exactly how to get them all into the um, hollow cube. Hmm. Um, oh, the different shapes? The they're so yeah, all yeah. different shapes? and Yeah, okay. yeah so it's... You've probably seen a, uh, a wood puzzle, like, you know, that makes a T thing uh-huh. with, with you know, the, the pieces have right. little notches cut out. So yeah. that's what this is. So there's 
I don't know how many pieces are there. Um, uh, there's like 17 different types, and then there's like you there's know multiples of those. multiples of many. So, but it's just it's a beautifully carved game. Mm. Um, the whole the box is wooden too. Yeah, it um, puts in this nice wooden box. Um, it's so nice. Yeah, um, who makes it? Like, who's the manufacturer of it? I'm not sure. No, I yeah, I I honestly haven't gotten. You can look it up. Yeah, no, I'll look it up while you're talking about. It. I haven't gotten too too much time to sink my teeth into it, but the time that I have had is just I've I've gotten hooked. So um, have you been stumped? Yeah, I I was on the right track, but then we had to go. <laughs> okay. Um, but it's the kind of thing that like makes me just want to come back and like play it more and figure out the one that I was stumped on. Uh-huh. Um. I don't know. It's like it's addictive. Um, how many? How many different like? Oh, there's a whole there's a whole deck. There's a deck of cards. Oh, there. okay. Two different puzzles. Oh, oh, exactly, oh wow. it's exactly the it's same. Exactly yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, uh, so are there different levels? Like the cards give oh, you different yeah. levels of like beginner expertise. Yeah, and the fact master. that I've the fact that I've um, encountered difficulty on some of the elementary ones mm. is just it makes me leery about what. Um, the harder level ones are gonna be. You know, they would seem Does like it come with like what's that hat called? A deer hunter? Is that what it's called? Does it, does it come with a pipe and a deer <laughs> hunter hat. Deer stalker. Deer stalker. Deer stalker that's it. Yeah. Deer hunter. That's a different movie. <laughs> is that a movie? Deer hunter. Uh, this might be a exclusive to to marbles. That's what I was thinking because it's got marbles on the box. Oh, okay. So, so yeah. Yeah. So I don't I don't see any company besides that. Honestly, I think that um, most of Marvel's products are all, which is one of the great things about it, are all like. Manufactured only by them, they're all exclusive. I mean, oh, I'm looking at I'm looking at a picture. Oh, that looks pretty cool. Okay, actually, we should put the link to that. Oh yeah, on on it so you so people can see it. But yeah, it did. It, it was intriguing. Whoa, that looks nice. <laughs> I mean, the, this the this the um the packaging. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm, it looks very very um. It's super. I don't know, aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, <laughs> for one yep. thing. Yeah, um, really and nice just nicely designed and everything. So. The way it. I don't even know if I want to say the way it plays, but like the way mm-hmm. the pieces fit together and everything, it's just I don't know. It feels really nice to do um, together. And like I said, like I said, it kind of beckons you back. At least for me, um, you know, a lover of puzzles, uh, it beckons you back in. Like, oh, you know, where does this one wooden rod go? And mm-hmm. you know, so. Well, yeah, we're in the in the age of like plastic, you know, made in China kind of stuff. Yeah, you know, that's. Nicely That's made. very, very, Way like, some that. craft was involved in that. Right. And um, for me, even, like, I think even, like, you know, less physical effort goes into making, like, puzzle video, puzzle games, which, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, those are great and all, but, um, and I play tons of video games myself, but the, being so, um, like, engaged by an actual wooden, like, handcrafted puzzle mm-hmm is a really special thing well, for me. There's that tacti- tactile experience exactly. also where you actually you get to hold it in your hand. You get to, like, you know, the things are there and you got to try to... You see it, you're, you you know, you can turn around on each side and mm-hmm. right. um, it's not, you know, virtual. It's actual there to hold in your hand and you feel the weight of it and, and the feel of the grain of the wood and all that kind of stuff. It's, it's like a multi-sensory sensory right. That's, experience. It's like why I like to read an actual book mm-hmm. and than looking at one on the screen, oh, exactly. you know. Yeah, yeah. There's, uh, there's something about opening it. Mm-hmm. Well, even the smell of the paper it and, and all yeah. that stuff. So. The font that they use. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I will say like the wood has a nice smell to it. I mean, I, I, you know, I was sniffing <laughs> the cube sniffing really the closely. Cube? <laughs> <laughs> sniffing the cube. <laughs> Episode title. <laughs> uh, nice. No, but yeah, I really look forward to getting back into this, and uh, so. 
I love the Sherlock. All right. The Sherlock. I, I the took me a while Sherlock. to figure out that it's not just Sherlock. The Sherlock. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And that's that's you know, so marble. So so I saw that's the online price. So is that the that is that the um, what is it? It was fifty bucks. I, I think it. I think they're selling stuff for half price. Really? Mm, I might have to go there. Yeah. 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 Marbles is a cool store. I mean, we we bought you guys gifts there before. Yeah. Some of those was that the. Uh, Lickety split, not lickety split. Splickety lit. Splickety lit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah. the um, yeah, yeah. What's the other one? The um, um, not the explanations are um. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Idiomatic. Yeah, those are fun games. Because <laughs> well, the yeah, they're they're. I like tongue twisters. I like um, mm-hmm. you know, flipping things around and just. Yeah, so it's it's a pretty good store. So. I like flipping the bird. They flipping the bird. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they call themselves the Brain Store, and I think that's for good reason. Um, lots of their products are like, I mean, obviously designed to be entertaining. Lots of them are games and puzzles and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, they all kind of have like a dual purpose of you know entertaining and also like exercising your brain. Exactly. Right. Yeah. 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 They and like some of them will even state on the box like this will exercise this part of your brain or help this style of problem solving something like that. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so. They advertise them as very cerebral products, and I think they are. So. Mm-hmm. Cool. Anyways, yeah. All right. Nice. Well, that's your like, the Sherlock, found exclusively at Marvel's. And if you don't live in the Columbia, Maryland area, you might <laughs> be out of luck. But they do, online. They, they are, they're selling them online. Get it online. There you go. Marvels.com. Marvelstore.com. What is it? <laughs> I don't know. The link will be on the... Uh, All right. We'll take a short break, and then we'll come back with our dislikes. So as usual, we go in reverse reverse ugh. revoice revoice <laughs> order. <laughs> <laughs> we go in reverse order with our dislikes. And so Nick, since you were the last one to bring a like, you're first up with a dislike. Okay. Well, um, I don't know if you guys remember, but both of your sons were very into. Uh, came out in 2005, a series called Ben 10. Yes. Oh, we yeah. were. That was. Our thing forever. We bought the Omnitrix toy, uh-huh. you know, the watch that would turn us into all the aliens. So wait, Ben Tennyson, right? Yeah, Ben Tennyson. Ben Tennyson. Like the poet. It was a little on the nose. Yeah. And his uncle, who played his uncle? It was... Uh, was it an actor you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was it... Uh, I can... Not Ernest Borgnine, but... He, you know, he's in the Spongebob. No, no, yeah. Uh, I don't even... You keep talking, I'll look it up. Oh. Yep. Paul, Paul Eiding... Paul, uh, uh, no, not, not who I was thinking it was. Edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, anyways, 
I know it sounds like a po- very positive thing, but actually, um, there is a new Ben 10 series out. What? Ben, they've rebooted it, and it's literally just called Ben 10. Um, like and, Ben 10.5? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know if this is going to be like a rant against that series specifically, or more just against the lack of original programming on Cartoon Network, but uh, there have been, including this new one, five separate television series all with the title Ben 10, and, you know, they had different subtitles. Seriously? Um, four television films, and um, also a live-action film, which was really weird. I remember that. What? Yeah. Well, yeah. So they got the original series, Ben 10, they got Alien Force, Ultimate Alien, Omniverse, and now the the reboot mm-hmm. is, is ones. I, I vaguely remember that live... Yeah, I remember, I remember seeing commercials for it and then watching it, and it was, oh, it was rough. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and also from what I, so I've seen commercials for this new Ben 10, right? And I, because I just think it's too much and I really haven't had the interest, um, I haven't got a chance to watch it. But, you know, just preparing for today, um, looking up some of the reviews, on IMDb it had a 2.1 out of 10. Awesome. So, uh, sounds Is that like a 2.1 out of Ben 10? <laughs> but um no but actually i think that this is kind of a symptom of and i I don't i wouldn't say it's just exclusive to cartoon network but i think cartoon network is a good example of it just we're looking at you hollywood (laughs) just the lack of original ideas um so cartoon one of my favorite shows um one of my favorite cartoons ever regular show uh just ended uh adventure time is recently ended um, Steven Universe is almost always on hiatus, so some of Cartoon Pitties, Network's... and Ferb ended? Yeah, yeah. Um, so some of the biggest cartoons out there, um, are either over or just aren't filling up much time anymore. So I think that, um, I mean, some companies deal with it better than others, but I think Cartoon Network has kind of, you know, retreated back to what they know mm-hmm. by... Retreads? They have literally rebooted in the past few years. They've rebooted Teen Titans, they've rebooted the Powerpuff Girls... They've rebooted Ben 10. There's probably even more that I aren't, and I'm not thinking of right now, but um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I think that it's kind of sad. So, so they might be going for the nostalgia factor kind of thing, you know, where you know they're all the kids from the 90s are now grown up. So like they're bringing back power. They're making a power a Mighty Morphin Power Rangers right. movie. Um, they're updating that. I mean, you still have Transformers movies that are like forever. Yeah. So it brings up this the bigger question of you know, when when is it really that you don't have any new ideas, and when is it that you just want to make some money? Yeah. And, you know, and but like you're saying, Kong Skull Island is a, a smart re- reboot because right. it doesn't yeah. hearken as much to the original. I mean, there's elements of the original, but right. not. It's a kind of, it's a brand new kind of movie. Right, it's a brand new kind of movie. The, um, the, the story is, is is a new story. Yeah, They're using yeah. some of the same elements, but. It's told in a in a new way. There's no you know there's no New York. There's no going on top of buildings. Right, it's, right. Yeah. Um, but and they're setting and you know they're setting it up. Kind of like the Marvel else. Cinematic Universe has like this forward thinking you know yeah, phase yeah. one, phase two, phase three. They're they're always looking to the future of where mm-hmm. we're taking these stories and and interconnecting them. I think you know this legendary is trying to where the MonsterVerse is trying to do that now. Mm-hmm. And so I think this fits in with that and it's telling a broader... Right. St- it's a it's a story told in a, in a, a so, part of a broader so story. So Nick, do you know 
do you know if the Ben 10 thing, is it like retreading the story itself or is it, or I don't know. From what I've seen, it seems to have the same aliens as the original. If that's any clue has the same title, it seems like they slapped a new animation style on it and maybe told some new stories, but with the exact same character and the exact same alien. And to, to, I mean, to be completely fair, I would, I love the original because of it had such great characters Mm -hmm. um, and such great stories that it told, but I feel like they just tried to do too much. They made Ben, you know, older, they made lots more aliens, and, you know, I feel like it could keep going like that, you know, if they kept expanding it, but oh, now they're yeah. going back to the original. Hmm. Um, huh. What'd you find? Well, I'm just looking at the poster for the new Ben 10 series, and it looks totally different as far as the animation style. And, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so this is a 2016 reboot of a show that came out in 2005, so it's, right. not, like, it's not like it's that old, you know, it's like... Yeah. There, there's something to be said for waiting if you Yeah, give yeah, people yeah. a breather. <laughs> like, wanting people to ask you if they have to come back. Like, whatever happened to Ben 10, I wonder? It's been about two years since we've seen Ben 10, you know? <laughs> that, that was my complaint with the Spider-Man thing. When, oh, right, they, when they, they rebooted, rebooted the Amazing Spider-Man. With Andrew like, Garfield. Wasn't this, like, three years ago? Right, yeah. you got to tell the origin story over yeah. again. <laughs> And then Omniverse came out and ended in 2014, so it literally has yeah, been... two years later, and then wow. they're like, yeah, let's bring back Ben 10. <laughs> but, um... I mean, are the voices the same, I wonder? Huh. I think they might have gotten new actors. Yeah, Ben 10's... They should have had to redo the scripts. <laughs> <laughs> So, hey, so you, I, you haven't actually seen it, right? I have not, yeah. but I, I don't know. So maybe I should give it a chance, but... From those reviews, from the from everything I've seen of it, I'm not too keen. Yeah, same same voice of Ben. Ugh. Same actor, Tara, mm-hmm. Tara Strong. That's actually a female actor. Yeah, female. Actress. Well, Bart Simpson is yeah, voiced yeah. by female, oh, right, so yeah. a lot of females, adult females, doing little boys' voices. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Prepubescent. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think we've uh. So um. So I just remember, you know, watching Ben 10 with with Owen and, and you guys, and you know, it was it was a fairly well done. I mean, it, he was a he was um, fairly young. I think that was the, kind of the the pull of it. Well, I, can't I think he was. was I think he was 10. Oh yeah, he was 10 years started. old. He, oh, right. he got the thing. There's so many tens just yeah. everywhere. I mean, they really stuck with that that his, concept. His name, know? it tens in his name. Right. Ten aliens. Um, all that. Yeah. So um, so it was you know. As as a kid, so maybe maybe the problem is that you're not a little kid anymore. It's not appealing to you because you've just grown beyond it in your maturity level. And it could be, it could be. You know, I mean, I always thought that it was it, it, it its premise and the way it was told was 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 definitely marketed towards yeah little kids. Yeah, um, it's not a teenager cartoon show mm-hmm. by any means. So so that might be part of it. Like you're like, well, I'm not a kid anymore. I'm a, and this has nothing to appeal to me, but there might be some little kids out there who are around 8, 9, and 10 who are like, this is the coolest thing ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so maybe they're not going for that nostalgia factor so, so you're just, much. You're just this. weeping your childhood right now. You're <laughs> mourning the loss of innocence because you are about ready to graduate high school and yeah. go off to the big, yeah. bad, yeah. evil world. <laughs> I just want my Ben 10 back. <laughs> Lazy reboots. Alright. Um so my dislike is a lazy reboot. Um, uh, <laughs> the nineteen seventy six Kong. <laughs> yes. So see how I brought it. Yeah. Uh, full circle. Full circle, yeah. Full circle. Yeah, um 
So, like you, I saw, or I, before I saw, I mean, I, I saw the original King Kong, but then, then, um, I saw that poster mm-hmm. for the 1976 version of King Kong, and it's like, that looks cool. And the poster, I, I think. Fighter you know, jets instead of fighter planes. Jets, yeah. I've actually seen two versions of that poster. One, he's holding a yeah. helicopter, yeah, yeah, and he's yeah. a fighter jet. Yeah. Anyway. Wait, so is it told from like a, it's, so it's like a modern, or I mean, modern for modern that time. Yeah. So I like what they tried to do with it. I don't like how they did it, though. Mm-hmm. I like the, the execution of it. So, so here's the story for the modern version. Um, they weren't going to an island to film, to film, you know, a movie or anything like that. They were, they were, um, chemists or a, a petroleum company was looking for oil. Mm. Yeah, it seems and, like a realistic thing that might yeah, I mean, cause us something like this, so, actually. So I like, um, so, you know, they'd seen this island, or they'd seen a, a perpetual fog bank at a, at a particular point, and, and the scientists figured out, oh, that's probably because of, you know, volcanic activity or oil-producing stuff on an island. That would make sense. That's why that never, you know, is shrouded. So, so it's 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 an oil man, you know, not a not a movie not director. director okay. um, going to find oil, and so that he doesn't kidnap, you know, a, a girl or anything like oh, that. Okay. So just out of the blue, uh, Jessica Lang, who plays the Fay Ray character, mm-hmm. but her name is Dwan, D W A N. Dwan. It's like Dawn, but with. The two letters. If you're dyslexic, she says something like that in the movie. It's like okay, um, and she plays like the dumbest blonde. I mean, not dumb, but ditzy, ditzy. Like like she's perpetually on drugs is what mm. you, how she plays it. Um, like she, so, her story is that she was on a boat with a movie producer, and everybody else on the boat went downstairs to watch Deep Throat, you know, a pornographic film, and she didn't want to see it, so she got up. She was out on the deck, and then the boat blew up. So she got blown over the side, and, <laughs> and she found the life raft and was adrift at sea forever. So anyway, so yeah, the uh, the writing's not good in this at all. I mean, just you telling her story, yeah. just that <laughs> she survived because she didn't watch a porno. Okay. Yeah. So Jeff Bridges plays the uh, the Jack Driscoll character. I don't know remember what yeah, I, I think yeah. his name is Jack, but I don't know if it's Driscoll in this or not. But Jack Prescott. Prescott. That's it. So he's kind of this environmentalist, anti-oil guy. Um, so it's definitely a, you know, this this came out in 1976 when right. the oil prices mm-hmm. were oil embargo, oil embargo, and all this. So oil was a big, a big thing. So mm-hmm. it's an anti-oil film. You know what happens when you mess with nature, kind of film. So anyway, so eventually we get to the island. There's the usual natives and big wall and something behind the wall and they come and kidnap Dwan. And <laughs> Dwan. I, I can't get over that name. And, uh, you know, so there's Kong and Kong, you know, takes her. So, King Kong. Most of King Kong, I like how he looks because that's actually Rick Baker mm. who did American War from London and a lot of, um, he did the Planet of the, the Tim Burton Planet of the Apes movie, mm-hmm. the makeup for it. You know, not that that movie is anything at all besides the makeup. But, <laughs> right. But he looked, he is a very convincing gorilla. So he played it. He's the guy in the suit that oh, plays he, it. Oh, he's playing it. Okay. But the marketing for this movie said, we built the biggest King Kong ever. So they actually did build a 
I don't know how many millions of dollars uh, worth of, I think it was like a $40 million Kong that looks horrible on screen. <laughs> it is just giant it's robot. Like it looks like a robot thing. thing. Uh-huh. Um, so it's his actual size, but doesn't look anything like the Rick Baker um, Kong. <laughs> so the continuity problems there. Continuity problems. So that $40 million or whatever, however much it costs, is on screen for less than a minute. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> yep. no. Oh my gosh. But anyway, so the Rick Baker scenes are actually pretty good, mm-hmm. but there's no dinosaur fight. There's just the snake fight mm-hmm. that Tim alluded to earlier. So it's Rick Baker basically wrestling with a big rubber snake. <laughs> um, yeah. And, yeah, so when they get to New York, um, I mean, and Fay Ray, or Fay Ray, Dwan, um, <laughs> <laughs> kind of falls in love with Kong. You know, they, Kong's basically a, sim- a sympathetic character. I mean, if they're so, going for the anti-oil thing, they, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, anti-messing you know, with nature that. thing. But there's, there is a very... There's the... Uh, I'm showing... Oh, uh, yeah, Nick showing the, the, oh, there you go. That's a, cool, that's a cool poster. The poster, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was the so, puzzle I made. So there, there's a very kind of rapey scene with King Kong um, peeling off Dwan's clothes and putting her under a waterfall and then blowing on her. And I guess gorillas can't actually blow, but it went, you know, these big puffed up cheeks and, <laughs> and Dwan's just going, ah, as the wind goes by her. It's really kind of a creepy scene. That <laughs> sounds a bit, a bit creepy. So anyway, when they get back to New York, of course, the World Trade Centers had just opened in 1976. Mm-hmm. So Dino De Laurentiis, the producer, saw this opportunity and, you know, and released that poster actually as an advertisement before the movie was released when he was shopping the movie around, I guess. And it's like, yeah, it's an iconic image, you know. So, mm-hmm. he, so Kong climbs World Trade Centers instead of the, of the Empire State Building. I guess the Empire State Building people were kind of upset by that <laughs> and boycotted this movie by wearing gorilla suits um, around the World Trade Center. No way. <laughs> Which I wish I would have seen, but anyway. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's just, it's not a great movie. Um, it, it doesn't harken back to the original at all. I have to read this quote that Dino De Laurentiis, um, who's the producer, said, it says, in a Time Magazine cover story on the production, producer Dino De Laurentiis said, no one cry when Jaws die, but when the monkey die, people are going to cry. <laughs> Intellectuals going to love Kong. Even film buffs who love the first Kong going to love ours. Why? Because I know give them crap. <laughs> uh, Dino, you gave us crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. They said that, um, just a little fun facts, when they were filming the, the Kong's Death of the World Trade Center, over 30,000 people showed up to be extras for the scene. Um, and that the the Port Authority of New York and New Jersey were like cr- were concerned because they thought that the plaza was going to collapse all those people, so <laughs> they shut it down. But they already had that shot. But then they returned later for some some um, some extra shots uh, with paid extras, yeah, mm-hmm. for some much much smaller crowd. <laughs> yeah, they said Carlo Rambaldi's mechanical Kong was forty feet tall and weighed six and a half tons. It cost five hundred thousand pounds to create. Oh, okay. So maybe a million dollars. So despite months of preparation, the final device proved to be impossible to operate convincingly and is only seen in the series of brief shots totaling less than 15 seconds. Wow. Oh, there you go. That's <laughs> even less than I you imagine. I thought it was imagine. more than, I th- than that. Yeah. Give him too much credit. Because, I mean, it's so jarring when it comes on screen. It's like, wait, that's not what what was happening before. Oh, another <laughs> thing. Rick Baker really didn't get um, any credit for this movie. Really? It's, it's, it, there's, like, it says... At the end, the end credits, you know, Kong created by Carlo Rambaldi and all this stuff, and something about, you know, with uh, 
extra material with you know by mm. Rick Baker. It's, it's a very small credit, and mm. I don't think Rick Baker's too um, upset by it. I mean, he went on to make lots of stuff, and I'm sure this is a great experience for him to to perfect a, a right. gorilla suit because it it really does look it looks good when he's in it. Yeah. So he's famous for, you know, obviously you said you know, King Kong, but then American Werewolf in London. He did work on the first Star Wars movie, mm-hmm. Thriller. He did a Thriller video. Oh, right. He did. Um, oh, Michael Jackson turning into the world. Yeah. Starman. Captain E. We worked with Captain Eo again with Michael Jackson. Yeah. Wow. So he's he's got a long, very long... Um, oh, yeah. He's, in fact, he won, I think, the first Academy Award for makeup. Yeah. Oh, really? Which is, I think, for... Um, American yeah. Made lots of money at the time, but yeah, it's not it's not I don't know if you saw any of the reviews out there, but it's it's pretty widely panned. John yeah. Barry did the score, so he's good. He did a lot of the James Bond movies in the seventies mm-hmm. also. There were some like decent people and and part for right. at, involved in aspects of it. And, and and I will say there are parts of it that I like, mm-hmm. but overall it's just it's nah. a hot mess. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen it in a while. I forgot about the whole like, you know, um, King Kong, yeah. I'm having the house for <laughs> Sorry, hard to say that with a straight face. Um, yeah, like I said, the only the only real affection I feel for that movie is the poster because yeah. I made the, the the puzzle when I was eight years old, yeah. so that's I, it's, it's, it's deep in my my psyche, and I love that that shot of the poster because it looked so cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. There right, you go. So, um, my I was trying to find a dislike. Um, and I, I was talking about the various things and some of them are really, you know, super fast, like, um, like the, the elephants in commercials. Why is the, the <laughs> elephant, the elephant, um, from the elephant auto insurance thing, I have to, I have to turn the channel. I cannot, that thing freaks me out. I don't know what it is. Even like if I'm you know, like skipping through it in a commercial, like fast forwarding it. It, I still get the, the heebie-jeebies with <laughs> the elephant. I don't know if he's because he's in a suit. Is he, he has an English accent. I don't know why he has an English accent. Um, Do elephants usually? Yeah, I don't know. No. Okay. Well, then, I don't know. Because I, I like I like elephants when they're sitting on, standing on four legs. Okay. But And then they have this new elephant in this, like, this, um, um, the um, pistachio commercial. He has uh, no clothes on. So those two together, elephant with English accent has clothes on. This little hippie elephant with no clothes on, <laughs> eating his peanuts. This guy's got a job. He's got a suit on, at least, you know. He's making the money for his family. This guy's at the gym and, and sitting around eating nuts. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's the big deal with elephants in what commercials these days. But, but but my real dislike is... Um, so there's this... Sh- I, 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 like, I like superhero stuff. Um, and... Uh, and and so you know I've seen all the um, the Marvel movies and the DC movies. Unfortunately, I've seen all of those because they're I will say they are definitely less lesser quality. Although I do have hopes high hopes for Wonder Woman coming out. That looks really good. Um, but then I said the same thing about Suicide right. Squad and Batman v Superman: <laughs> colon, Dawn of Justice. Um, and that was horrible. Those are both train wrecks. So, but I have hope high hopes for Wonder Woman. But um, and I like so I like the Marvel stuff. I like the Marvel movies in general. I mean, mm-hmm. most of them have been very entertaining. I like the TV series, uh, Agents of Shield, and when um, Peggy Carter was out, Agent Carter. That was a really good TV series. I like the Netflix stuff they're doing. Really, they're really well done. Mm-hmm. DC unfortunately has I don't know they're lacking in something. Mm-hmm. 
But so so they have Arrow, they have Flash on the CW, uh, Legends of Tomorrow, all that kind of stuff. Well, Supergirl, um, which they haven't really made a really haven't really done a really good Superman or Supergirl movie. Mm-hmm. Even the TV series, you know, we're, we're, Smallville would start out pretty yeah. good. So I had high hope for Supergirl because it was on CBS. So they're going to throw some serious cash at this TV series. And the first season I thought was really well done. Mm-hmm. They had big name stars. They had great, great, you know, shots, visual shots. And, and just, you know, they did really good. Unfortunately, CBS, so the second season, regulated it to the sister network, the CW. And the, de- the budget has really gone down. Yeah. And you could tell. Um, it is, it's really bad. It's just, it's just not good storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think as part of it is because they just don't have, I mean, they, they shipped, I think the production, they can't to Canada. Oh, really? Um, um, uh, the big name star, she was, um, Calissa Flockhart was in it. Um, and then they, I think they pretty much got rid of her cause I don't oh, think no. they can afford her anymore. Oh, no. Um, and and they they've regulated a lot of the locations are now these like they're in this the the um the 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 agency headquarters um the DOE the Department of Extraterrestrial DEO DOE I don't know um, <laughs> direct Department of Elephants Extraterrestrial um, <laughs> oh, no. something I don't know you're scaring him so the, so the gov- <laughs> the, yeah the, the government organization their headquarters they've regulated to that in pretty much just one room in that really mm-hmm. and then now they've they've taken this thing to some alien bar where all the aliens hang out with and so the Supergirls there and sounds kind of it's uh, oh yeah it's just it's just gotten so dumb and 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 the and it's gotten way so much into the drama. The, the, it's all about relationships now mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Because the relationships don't require special effects. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But it's just, oh my gosh, it's 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 just dumb now. Some of the, the the choices that the characters are making, some of the stuff they have them doing is just they're just flying out the handle. It's over dramatic and it's just causing all this. I mean, like no one would really actually ever do that. You know, it's like uh, I mean, I do like the fact like so they. Some of the actors, so um, Supergirl's adoptive parents are um, Helen Slater, who was Supergirl in the movie, Supergirl, that took, was I think came out in the 80s, I think. Oh, or, yeah. And then um, Dean Cain is her dad, who played Superman on um, Lois and Clark. Those are, I thought, I thought when, they, when they did the casting, I'm like, brilliant. Yeah. They're giving true fans a little, you know, right. throwing yeah. them a little bone. Um, but they've just been wasted. Wasted. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, so the bad guys are, are just the storyline. I don't know. It's just, I'm like, I, I watch it with Owen. I do. That's kind of fun. We do watch it together. But then we sit there and we, like, criticize most of it because it's like, what? <laughs> I think of, of all the, the, the CW shows, I mean, I like the Arrow um, and the Flash. That Flash definitely is is a little more melodramatic than, than the arrow is. Mm-hmm. Arrow's probably one of the, the darkest ones of the, of those ones. Um, and I gave up on listening to tomorrow, which I heard that they fixed a lot of the problems and it's a lot fun now, but then I totally given up. But Supergirl, man, I was like, you know, holding out for this, you know, iconic feminist, you know, superhero. Mm-hmm. And it's just, that's what I was going to say. It's that... just the storylines are just so dumb. And the way these characters are acting is, is like way over the top. It's 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 just 
and you're like, you just laugh at some of the stuff because it's so dumb. <laughs> you know, it's, it's become a, almost a parody mm-hmm. of a good superhero thing. You know, it's not like, not like they're taking it seriously or anything like that, which, you know, I mean, it is, it, on the surface, it's pretty silly, you know. I mean, an yeah. alien from another planet. Right. and right. Um, Like, I understand, like, why does Supergirl need a job? You know, she works for this. She's working hand in hand with this government agency. They should like pay her. Set her up in a, set her up in a nice apartment. Right. You don't have to do anything, Supergirl. All you do is save Earth from bad guys. That's that's your job. You don't need to be a reporter. You don't need to be. No, you're not. Um, Kara the reporter and Supergirl second. No, you're Supergirl first. You know. Superheroes don't need jobs. We need to be government. You know, government subsidized. You know. And what you know, and the government, you know, what can they do? I mean, they she is, you know, Supergirl, Superman. They're the most one of the most powerful beings right. on Earth. You know, <laughs> um, you can handle them with kid gloves. You know, and we'll do anything you want to save us from save right. save us. You know, right. <laughs> um, and so I don't know. It's just it's just gotten really lame, and I'm like, I don't know. I'm getting really close. To, Giving to giving up on it because <laughs> it's oh my gosh! But I like I said I do watch it with Owen and we, and we are having fun with it somehow. But if it gets more ridiculous than this, I was like I can't. It's just not worth. It's just not worth it. It's because it's so silly, and it's not good storytelling. That's what, I mean. That's why I, I, I like good storytelling. And if you can do that with a way and do some you know right. special effects effects here and there and all that kind of stuff, um, stick with the myth the mythos of Supergirl. Get back to that and right, what she yeah. means for, you know, the world and and having a female superhero and all that kind of stuff. I think if they get back to that, that and 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 tell that story first, right. make it about Supergirl and, and everything else feeds into her and that's her story, then it, it would be a lot better. But now it's just... Oh yeah, Supergirl. Yeah, you know, she, you know, she's a superhero, but you know she's got boyfriend problems. That's what I was thinking. And, like, it sounds like feeding into a stereotype. Yeah, right? it's, like, yeah, it's, yeah, it is, <laughs> it is. And um, because it's on a it's on a network that is mainly known for that kind of yeah. that drama stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so you know you have like the Vampire Diaries and this just you know. Tortured love circle or love triangle. That's I my mean, second choice for a like, <laughs> you know, love triangle between these two vampire brothers and this girl. Who's gonna get her and all that kind of stuff? <laughs> Who needs that? You know, tell a cool vampire story as long as they're eating people. I'm fine with that. You know, I don't care what they do. You know, but go back to the basics. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's my dislike is, is Supergirl and the way they've kind of really tanked since going on CW and the ridiculousness of the stories. So. Um, I think that's our show. We're, we're over an hour now and into it, and uh, we'll, we'll say um, good night for now. So um, some good likes out there. If you have time to see um, Kong's Skull Island, I highly recommend it. You know, pre-order your Blu-rays for Star Wars Rogue mm-hmm. One now. Or is it Rogue One, a Star Wars story? Sorry, I got those, those reversed. I mean, they're interchangeable. <laughs> but thank you for sitting in um, for us tonight, Nick. I hope yeah, you had a good time. It was fun. And... Um, Like I said, my name is Tim. I'm Russ. I'm Nick. And we'll catch you next time. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Pumping Irony Podcast. 
You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or any other podcast program. You can leave a positive review and a rating for us on iTunes if you like what you hear. You can interact with us on our website at www.pumpingironypodcast.com or on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash pumpingironypodcast. We'd love to hear from you. You can also follow us on Twitter by searching at pumpingironypod. 